spesial kali. Hey y'all, what's up? You're about to listen to facts, stories, interviews, gossip, live music, booty bump and beats, and much more fascinating things that will be so stunning, there's a possibility that your mind will blow. This show will start five, four, three, two, one. Hello, and you are listening to WLPNLP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio, broadcasting live from Studio Y in Yolokali, Little Village. And welcome to Season 11 of What's Up, Episode 1, Summer 2019. Hello, everyone. My name is Jerry. And I'm Nine. And I'm Mickey. And today we are proud to present our special segment of Rita Fest 2019, where we covered Rita Fest last weekend and... It was a fun experience. So for me, it was my third time like going to Rita Fest and attending it. But I want to know more about you guys. What did you guys think about Rita Fest? What is Rita Fest? And what possibly did you guys possibly learn? Or maybe did you uh, listen to new artists and like, you know, expanded your horizons? So tell, tell me the tea. <laughs> well, it was my second time at the, pre- the press tent. Um, I've been at Rito for three years, though, with um, Yolo Kali. And... It was fun. I really enjoyed it because it didn't rain. Well, for the majority. Um, and last year we had like a lot of rain. So that was really nice that we had some sun. And, you know, we were at Union Park this year instead of um, our usual location in Pilsen. But it was it was pretty neat. And, yeah, I definitely got to learn about a lot of new artists, a lot of local artists, too. Um, and, yeah. What about you, Mickey? For me, actually, it was, it was actually my first time being also a part of the program and getting to experience the press tent as well. Familiar with the area, like I've had family members work in the area and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it was pretty amazing. In my opinion, like I was mind blown because being part of the newer gen- generation of like listening to this type of music, I I kind of connected in a way because it's like those tunes you, you listen to with your, your parents, your grandparents and stuff like that. And, really getting to see the artists close up is is an amazing experience yeah for sure and how was it um experiencing like uh la mesita set up in like a festival um i actually felt pretty um confident and like real well prepared because uh it's stuff we've been practicing and we've been doing and um it was just an overall good experience because we just had that set up uh we had it we were accustomed to it already so it uh it paid off and i mean we had just a good experience overall getting the audio and visuals so just to uh fill you guys in what is rita fest rita fest is a latin music festival primarily it was held at the adams and meadows park but uh for this year uh it was a fifth year anniversary and there was a like few minor construction in the previous park where it was held at and they had done a change of location and it moved to union park which is located roughly like by the ashland pink line stop yeah, Ashlyn and Lake. Yeah, Ashlyn and Lake. So for me, because it's been my third year, there was, there was a few things that I was kind of like l- looking forward to. Uh, one thing was uh, the press tent. So this is my third. This was my third year as as press. 
and covering for press uh, as part of your locale. Um, and w- one thing that changed that blew my mind that was amazing and was very helpful just for us, like uh, being in the in the setting, was uh, having tables. Uh, the tables was a very big, uh, like it, it was something that was very helpful through the process. And I'm very glad that the festival was able to to have like uh, an area for press where they can actually work and have, you know, they have tables, they have chairs and where they can actually sit and have, you know, have the space that they need or provided to have a good time as just as press, you know, because one thing I've, I've noticed as, as, a, as a festival is that uh, a festival, it's not a festival without its attendees, without the artists, without press and like people that work around like in and out of the festival, like security guards and all those people, because they're the ones that realistically, they're the ones that make the festival happen because they keep, you know, the safety and then they or, everything's organized. So that's one thing of, about Rita Fest that I really enjoy. They're very, uh, very organized. Um, they're very well prepared. And uh, the festival every year has always been like a blast. I don't think it has been a year that I didn't enjoy. And the artists, they always surprise us with the artists as well. So would you guys want to get started on the festival? Yes. And I do like the fact that you pointed out the tables. It was definitely like a more professional scene. But yeah, I'm super down to get started with the festival. Okay, so up next, we we are proud to introduce Eduardo Calvillo, who happens to be the music curator and one of the founders and creators of Rido Fest. He goes by the name as well as Resistol Mil. So let's take a listen. My name is Eduardo Calvillo, uh, founder, partner, and booker of the festival. You know, everything changes based on experience and um, we you know, started this as a let's see what happens and it was something that worked so you know we've been learning through the years trying to make it better for everybody as far as experience goes and, and better as far as like uh, booking the right yeah we, we try to like support like uh, Latino artists and uh, we've worked with a few in the past and then uh, this year we went with this the Mexican uh, graffiti artist that have done like posters for big festivals in the U.S. Um, uh, Stendhal, well, he plays in the band Stendhal, but his real name is Smith, Smithe. And uh, we, since we, he's playing the festival, we asked him to come up with a design for us, and um, and he came up with a poster and a design with a t-shirt. And I think it's like, so so far, like I've heard like feedback that it's been the best design yet. So, yeah, the process it depends on a lot of stuff. It's not like, like, oh, I want to have this, I want to have that. It's like, yeah, I do have my wish list, but um, it depends on like whether the, the, the band has a visa. The band's already like been in town a few months before, or, or the bands are recording an album, or they're no longer available because they're traveling out of the country, or there's a lot of factors involved. But, um, but then in the end, you know, you just, you just find, try to go out of your way to make it happen sometimes. But yeah, so far we've been lucky that for the most part we booked like everything that we wanted to say like a 90%, 80% of the original wish list. Yeah, there's a lot, especially the, the up and coming ones. That's the ones that I'm excited about. Um, excited to see um, Camilo Septimo, which already been in town, but see, I see that like an up and, up and coming band uh, coming up pretty strong in the US. Standard local artist, Tatiana Hazel. Because she's gonna have a, have a new show with um, preps and dancers and that kind of stuff. I don't know. There's so much of it. Uh, DJs as well. You know, we have local great talent. 
the local band Goldfires that played yesterday, they did great. Yeah, but mostly like support the new up and coming ones. That's the one I get excited and then to see him grow. Awesome. I think he has an amazing point of giving local artists a platform at Rido Fest. I think that's like super amazing because I get to find out like really dope music um, and, you know, people in my community or neighbors to my community are the ones like producing um, these songs and stuff. So I think that's amazing. Yeah. One thing that very that pretty much captured my eye um, as soon as like the the lineup was released uh i believe it was like a month before the festival actually started was that majority of the lineup was uh basically it was like 50 percent artists from chicago and then the other 50 were international artists they were from chile argentina europa españa i think somewhere from mexico as well um so that's something that i really enjoy this year from rida fest that they heavily they invited artists from chicago and from people around the world but in a way they connected because um one thing that kept coming back in the panels that I that I noticed and as well from the artists is that the, the, the artists from Chicago, they're like in their teenage years or early 20s or late 20s. But they start they they started making music because of the, the music that they will listen at home from their parents or from from their grandparents, um, as well as as how Miki said. Uh, earlier which which uh, which kind of captured it, it basically made me realize like a full circle. It's not like just the fans that are listening to the artists from you know from from the music that their parents grew up or their grandparents but as well as these artists that have gotten the motivation to create music that they were opening for these artists that they were listening to for example el tri los tigres del norte uh, el gran silencio hombre se y enanitos verdes so majority of these artists is they're basically doing like a full circle and it, and it just makes you know it just, it's just amazing but yeah that's what i have to say about the music and as well uh part of Eduardo Calvillo's interview um, that I realized like about the music that it's just it's like just inspiring people and in new generations like like the music the old music that we used to listen to it doesn't die out it keeps coming back somehow and it's because of these artists that are now making music and I don't know I think it's beautiful knowing that an artist that you get to open up for artists that you grew up with yeah for sure I agree and uh, also, I think it's amazing that, you know, we, we do have a lot of local artists, but also a lot of international artists. And, you know, considering like how he mentioned that it, it can be a little tough trying to get some of the artists to get to the States, you know, considering the times that we're living in right now. So it's amazing to have international artists come here and, you know, us not having to leave like the city to go see them play. Like, I'm so happy that El Tri, honestly, was on the lineup. But yeah, I just wanted to say that real quick. But talking about organizers, we also got to interview Smyrna, the organizer and one of the founders of Pilsen Fest. And she is amazing. And I love her hair. I just want to say that it was pink, kind of purple. But yeah, we should go ahead and um, listen to that interview. Mi nombre es Esmirna García. Pilsen Fest es un festival de barrio. O sea, es un festival de calle. Uh, es un festival que... que enfoca en todo lo que es el arte, la cultura, este, diversas uh, plataformas para este, poder exponer lo que está, todo el talento que existe en nuestro vecindario que es Pilsen. Este, como hacemos muchas cosas uh, transcurso del año, el festival para nosotros eh, significa como un showcase de todo eso eh, en un formato de dos días donde es accesible para todos. Y, este, y es divertido. Ya llevamos, este es nuestro séptimo año. Bueno, uno de los cambios más notorios es de que ha crecido mucho. 
este, ha cambiado en el, este, el parámetro que, que ha tomado en diferentes ocasiones cambió de, de ubicación pero hemos encontrado nuestro lugar este, en la Blue Island en la 18 porque siento que, que encaja con el hecho de que somos un festival de barrio Mira, pues este, ese proceso tiene muchas partes. Una de las partes es, este, uh, hacemos eventos. Uh, uno de esos eventos es el Vearo. Uh, uh, eso pasa una vez, dos veces cada mes. En la tercera semana de cada mes, uh, lo, miércoles y jueves. Entonces lo que hacemos, tres bandas este, compiten con un, por un lugar y tres DJs. Eso nos llena una buena cantidad de, de espacios, no nada más porque participan en el Bearo, pero no ganan, no tocan, sino que ahí nos dan una, una habilidad de ver todos los talentos y ver cómo podemos este, mezclar los géneros, eh, ya conociendo quién, cuál es el potencial de los, de los este, uh, músicos interesados. Pero aparte también uh, tiene mucho que ver con, pues obviamente, nuestros recursos. Este, somos una fundación... Um, que este, es eh, pues, eh, creada por mayormente voluntarios, entonces este, tiene mucho que ver también con lo que vemos que la comunidad busca, eh, queremos ser eh, también nuevos en exponer cosas que tal vez la comunidad no había visto anteriormente. Nuestro curador de música es Rick, uh, Richard Morales y él uh, tiene muchos años también curando festivales, haciendo uh, uh, ambientes de música y creando este tipo de espacio, este, pero son básicamente algunas de las cosas que nos ayudan a, a escoger el talento que, que toca. Pero aparte de, y disculpa que, um, aparte de, de lo que es la música, también tenemos curación de arte, tenemos curación de, de comida, uh, este, en el festival no nada más tenemos de escenarios o plataformas para exhibir el gran talento que existe en Pilsen, no nada más en el área de música. Pues nosotros esperamos seguir siendo un lugar que enfoca este, este espacio en celebrar la diversidad que existe en nuestra comunidad, pero también hacer highlight de lo que la comunidad latina ha aportado por muchos años. Espero que podamos crecer eso todavía más. Eso, eso lo veo en el futuro. Okay, so I love that we interviewed her because I got to understand a little bit of the organization process of um, festivals. And she was basically explaining how they come up with the lineup for Pilsen Fest. She mentioned that they have events for bands to like battle for a spot. And, you know, that it gives them also a chance to kind of recognize some of the artists that are in the area. And the most of the fest is um, curated by volunteers, which is amazing. And yeah, they're really focused on what the community wants to see or, you know, what they already like. And she said that it's also to celebrate and highlight some of what we have going on in our communities. And I think that's awesome. But yeah, Pilsen Fest is also made up of, um, you know, food vendors as usual and a lot of art as well. And yeah, I'm... I'm checking it out this year. One thing I really enjoyed this year, um, uh, adding to Pilsen Fest, is that if you really look closely, majority of these festivals, Latin festivals that revolve around their communities, they pretty much help each other. They're creating these spaces and festivals or just even little concerts for their communities so, they, so the people of the community can have a sense of 
what kind of people are in their community, like the artists, the vendors, uh, maybe graphers or people like that, that make, you know, make up the community. So that's one thing that I really enjoyed um, about Pilsen Fest and, uh, and at Rido Fest and uh, like Pilsen Fest being at Rido Fest because they were not just there promoting their festival, but they were also there because um, uh, just FYI, if, if you guys didn't know, uh, some of the artists that were at Rido Fest this year, um, they had performed previously or will perform at, um, like, at, and, um, they, they, they basically, they, they, they just use the same artists that have performed in Pilsen Fest to read the fest. And there's just like a whole cycle of just supporting each other and just like showing each other like love for like the artists that have been growing up in their neighborhoods and they're just, they're just making music for, you know, for themselves or for their family or for the community. Yeah. I think that's how it should be. You know, that's what it's about. Yeah. The people. But. You know, talking about people that we know, we, we got to see a lot of people that we recognize. <laughs> and we got to interview some artists, some of the artists at the tent at the National Museum of Mexican Art. Yeah, do you, let's check that out. Yeah, but, you know, I just want to say real quick that they did have a screen printing process in the tent. So that was, like, so amazing. And they were, like, messages for, like, the people, basically, and, like, what's going on. Yeah, but we, we got an amazing interview. Let's go ahead and listen to that. Hi, yeah, my name is Eric Gasca. So we're here at Rido Fest. Um, we're under the, the National Museum of Mexican Art. We're with uh, IGC, our uh, artist collaborative, which is pretty much uh, we're nine artists who are... Uh, all printmakers, teachers, and all that, and uh, we're trying to promote uh, social awareness with our projects um, that we have going on, like uh, all throughout the year. And uh, we're here printing shirts, um, have messages, uh, you know, for social uh, activism or even uh, social awareness, like uh, our immigrants welcome. Uh, you know, me kind of just, I guess, mentioning one of our designs or whatever. But um, yeah, so we're here printing shirts and trying to uh, raise um, funds for our annual festival that we hold every November called Grabadolandia. So pretty much we uh, do the, the whole t-shirt printing uh, thing to help fund us so we could help do that. And uh, it's a free festival that, you know, uh, this is going to be our seventh year uh, putting it together. And uh, like I said, it's free, it's open to the public, and we're just trying to... Uh, we invite several different other workshops from uh, Chicago, international, um, other collaboratives as well. Like last year, we brought people in from Oaxaca, uh, which uh, in particular Burro Press and uh, Cooperativa Grafica, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so yeah, so we just kind of help promote uh, printmakers, uh, us being printmakers as well. We get a, we give people a chance to show their work, uh, have something educational for you know for families that come and visit uh, the festival, and yeah, so pretty much. Everything we kind of do uh, throughout the year, whether it be printing shirts at festivals or uh, you know other events, like we've done like Riscal tastings and all that, uh, help us you know um, help us put together the like the festival, which is pretty much the our our end game, pretty much. Yeah, you can look up uh, Instituto Grafico de Chicago on all formats. Um, I think they might be a little bit different on Twitter, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, yeah, if you look up Instituto Grafico de Chicago on Instagram, on Facebook, you'll be, uh, you know, like you'll find us right away, um, and you'll get to see, uh, you know, pictures and uh, even like live videos from um, last year's demonstration. So yeah, if you look up, if you look up our pages on Instagram or rather Facebook, um, you'll be able to check out some of the stuff we do, uh, check out the artists that are members of the uh, collaborative, and also. Um, get a chance to see some of the other artists that come through 
uh, for our Garbadolandia festival to get a sense of what you know some of the stuff that we do. Do you have any advice for youth artists who want to get involved in any field with art or perhaps reprinting? Yeah, um, you know, just if you're into it, just do it, just try it. Um, you know what I mean? Whatever you want to do, you have an idea, carry it out uh, to the best to your abilities. Uh, the worst thing you can do is the worst thing you can do is fail and start over again, and you know, and take a different aspect to it. You know, like that's that's how I, you know, got to where I've been. I started doing photography before I started doing printmaking, and. Uh, I was always kind of like, I always had that kind of like that kind of nervous kind of like, oh, I don't want to fail, I don't want to fail, but you know, like, you, like you'll like you never know that you fail until you do, and you might not, you know what I mean? So I think just to make it simple, just like, just if you have an idea, just carry it out and just give it your best, you know, with whatever you do. Like obviously practice makes perfect in a drawing aspect or whatever, but for other mediums, whether it be performance art, uh, musical instruments and all that, performing, spoken word and all that, you just gotta do it, you just gotta do it. And are you excited to see anyone perform today in specific? Today, in specifically, man, probably El Lado Negro, but he got a pretty short set, but I don't know, I'll check out, I'll check him out, El Tri maybe, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know too many bands in the, in the lineup or whatever, but tomorrow is like my day where I'm trying to get away for a little bit and check out some of the bands. Awesome. Yeah. So All right, awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks. So, that was awesome, right? They were doing screen printing, and I think it's always important to talk about the process of, like, how you got to the position where you're at now, especially, like, um, trying to show our community something. And, like, I like that he mentioned that before he got into screen printing, he was, like, a photographer. And, yeah, I wonder what I'm going to do in the future. <laughs> Imagine uh, what one thing I re really notice is a bunch of these um, like artists. They they just do what they want to do, and they 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 just have fun with their creativity and their craft. And their you know that music festival is vending their their art, vending their work, and just having a good time. But as well as connecting with their culture, with their with the fans or people that follow their their um, you know their their craft. And it's just amazing how like everyone's just full of support of in Rido Fest. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. Um, but yeah, so talking about um, the support, also, there was amazing food at Rido, honestly. Like, yes. I, I thought it was going to be, like, super pricey, but it, it was decent. Like, I we had some, I think I had a torta. It was good. Um, and the awas, they were they were pretty fresh. Um, but yeah, the, the vendors at Rido are just as important as the artists and, you know, everybody else in there. And... Yeah, I think like some of them were really, really nice, and it's crazy because it's like so busy, and they they're just like moving and doing stuff. Um, but yeah, we got to interview one of the, um, I guess vendors. He was helping out at one of the um food aisles, and his name is Emilio Ortiz. He's seventeen, and let's go ahead and listen to his interview. Uh, my name is Emilio Ortiz. I am actually seventeen. Today, uh, we are selling food. This is actually my first time being at Rido Fest, but um. My bosses, they have like a couple years coming here. Uh, the stand's called La Ciudad, and we sell uh, pambazos, guaracho, gorditas, enchiladas, tacos. It's like food from Mexico City, del DF. Usually, I'm, I'm one of the cookers, but right now, since like they're good on cookers, I'll be like the person that takes the orders. But uh, to tell you the truth, like, it's kind of like a fun experience because like, just like how the, like being able to contact like with people and like, it's like make, being able to make new friends. 
for like a little bit, you know? You get to look like, you get to know people a little bit better. And just having like a lot of like Latinos come in together, like, like not like, you know, have problems or anything, but just have a good time. So it feels good like having like, especially with everything that's going on right now, with like all the immigration and all that. So like, even though all of that's going on, like we still have time to have fun, to enjoy our lives. The only person I'm actually excited to see, well, because of my boss, is L3. But that's just about it. Because the one that I wanted to see came yesterday. So, yeah, he sounded super excited. He he looked excited. And I'm really happy that he got the opportunity to be a Rido, considering that it was his first time. But, yeah, talking about first-timers, too, there's other people who, like, come every year to Rido Fest and stay committed to that. We got to interview um a family that was talking about how they've been following some of these artists throughout the States when, you know, they do festivals. And it's cool because they were, I think, from Milwaukee. And they came to Chicago for Rito, so let's go ahead and listen to that. Something that I've always shared, especially with my father. Uh, and I guess, yeah, I mean, I look forward to Rito Fest every year. It's become like a thing. As soon as the tickets dropped last year, we bought them right away. We didn't even wait for the lineup because we just knew, like, you know, para que hacerte, you know you're going to go anyway. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a cultural thing. It's very symbolic um, of our our journey as a family through like our being undocumented to documented period of our lives and, and that time period that you hold on to with the music nostalgia no like what you think of of mexico growing up versus when you go back and seeing like the reality so it's like it holds a very special like classic memory when i was younger and then just kind of like you know what dad said is like it, things don't change you know we were at the concert last night and we were singing the same songs i was singing when i was five six seven years old so like i said i grew up in, in new york city one of the things that i struggled with was finding people who had my same life experience there's not a lot of mexicans in the same way that there's mexicans here uh there's not like that historical social activist uh, uh, history that that first Chicago has had since like the 50s, 60s. So coming to the Midwest and then meeting people my age that listen to the same music that our parents did was just like a mind blown for me. And I was like, you're one of mine. With my family for sure, siempre va a ser parte la tradición, la cultura en general, who we are. Mi esposa dijo, ¿sabes qué? Nos gusta la música, vamos a comprar boletos para los tres días. Compramos los boletos hace como seis meses. Oh, wow. Aprovechaste la puerta de barato. ¿De cuánto salieron? Porque sabemos, donde vivimos en Milwaukee muchas veces es muy difícil. Muchas veces cuando quieres boletos ya no hay. Los lugares no son tan grandes, pero en otros lugares son muy pequeños. Entonces, si no compras boletos con anticipación, ya no tienes oportunidad. Aquí tuvimos la, la, escuchamos, nos gusta la música, escuchamos esto, pues compró de inmediato. Esa noche fuimos a ver, um, digamos, en tiempo para ver a Dorian, al final, y a los Enanitos Verdes, era la, era la, la meta, ver a los Enanitos Verdes y a los Hombres G. A los Hombres G los vimos en Nueva York hace como 15 años, muy padre, y de ayer el concierto estuvo muy, muy fregón. Hoy venimos a ver al Trim, entre otros, ¿no? Este, mi esposa le encanta fobia. Vamos a ver la fobia. A mí me gusta el gran silencio, me gusta el tri. Al tri lo conozco desde que estaba yo en la secundaria. And remember, you are listening to WLPN, LP Chicago, 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio, broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolokali, in Little Village. And we're going to go ahead and take a small break.
Hello, we are back. And remember, you are listening to WLPN LP Chicago, 105.5 FM, Lumpen Radio, broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolo Kali, and Little Village. And we are back from, we are back for a Rita Fest special for 11th season, and it's our first episode of the 11th season. And continuation with Rita Fest, we're now going to talk about the music and the artists of Rita Fest, the people that basically give the, the spice and the festivity into the festival. Yeah. So I gotta say I was super amazed by the um, this band um, Punto Stendal. They they're amazing. Like their music gives me like um it's kind of like psychedelic, but like like kind of like melody romantic a little bit. I don't know. It's so amazing. Like I'm so happy that I found out about them through the lineup. I've never heard of them, and like I'm like oh I'm gonna check this band out, and I'm glad I did. What about you, Mickey? Me being uh, my first time there, I kind of, I kind of like listening to these bands. Just brought like some nostalgia because like when I was younger, I just hear them through uh, my my parents' playlists and stuff like that, and essentially like putting a face and a name to some of these artists it was just again nostalgia coming in. Yeah, like especially how you mentioned like um, growing up in um listening to these songs and eventually like we jam out to them on our own now kind of i mean i do but um yeah for me oh just a fun fact um if you guys attended rita fest or happened to look at the people that went to rita fest and if you saw the rita fest shirt for this year so usually music festivals they they release uh, like a clothing apparel like sweaters shirts maybe hats or something like that to promote the festival, but also to say like, hey, I, w- I was at Rita Fest or something like that. So this year's Rita Fest t-shirts was actually designed by Punto Stendhal. And the shirt really caught my attention because the, the font of the of Rita Fest, it kind of gave me the, the like a clockwork orange vibe font um, based on from the from the from the movie, not not the book, but the, the font from the movie, it kind of remembered like it, g- it gave me like a resemblance of like uh, of clockwork orange for the Rita Fest. And the shirt was really nice. It was like a orange and blue and then some black. Uh, but the shirt looked amazing. And it's pretty cool how, like, the artists from Punto Senda were able to do the, the shirts for Rita Fest. So it's pretty cool, like, how even, like, the artists themselves, they're, like, in, so into the fest that they, they do the art. But, yeah. Yeah. And I like that there was a lot of women on the lineup, mostly international. But, um, like, one of them that I really like was Harina de Marco. She is so beautiful and her set was amazing and she's so dedicated because when her set finished, it started raining and she still like, she was like handing out like papers that look like money for her fans, I guess, to keep. And when her set finished, she got down from the stage and went by like the barricade to take pictures with her fans that were waiting for her. And I think that's that's awesome because like I mentioned, it was raining and she didn't care. She was like, you know what, I'm going to go take pictures see ya you know so i thought that was awesome and another one was silvina moreno i think she she was really sweet and flor de tolache like that's like so powerful that's a, a group of um women mariachi that's like so amazing i didn't even know about them so i found out about rido but yeah and then ella minus she had a really nice vibe and her said it was raining as well but it was like so magical to be dancing like under the rain at a fest with other people who are also dancing in the rain with ponchos and we we didn't care we were all just vibing now and that was like dope i've always wanted to dance in the rain <laughs> but yeah and then for 
I guess for for another artist that had caught my attention was um it was my first time seeing like Hombres en Anitas Verdes, El Tri, Los Tigres del Norte. I did see a portion of Inspect, in, uh, Inspector set on Sunday. Um, I was really excited for Inspector, but I don't know. I wasn't really feeling him. But I did feel Silverio um, because Silverio, he always comes since he's the mascot of Rido Fest. So Silverio is like you, you can never go wrong with Silverio set or even with the mosh pits. But yeah. The, the mosh pit in the rain with the mud in Severio set was so amazing. It was so free. Um, it was it was raining for a portion of his set, but people didn't they didn't mind the rain. They were just happy that it was refreshing. It wasn't like a. This is another thing that caught my attention about the weather. It did rain, Arida Fest on Sunday, but the weather was still nice. It wasn't like your like a musty like nasty feeling. It was more like a refreshing kind type of water. Although, like, the mud, yeah, in a way, it was, like, a factor to being it, like, eh. But, like, the rain itself, it was just refreshing. And it wouldn't rain for, like, over 10 minutes. It would rain for, like, a minute or two, and then it'll stop, and then it'll come back again. So it was basically, like, if the weather was for us right there, just making making sure that we, we would stay, not hydrated, but, you know, refreshed, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, the rain definitely did not stop anyone. And yeah, it didn't. That that shows, like, the power of the raza, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, as we were covering uh, press for Rita Fest this year, um, why don't we get started with the artists? Um, first one that we have is Ironeers. Ironeers, could you could you tear, care to tell us a little bit about Ironeers? Yeah, so Ironeers are from Chicago. I think they're from Pilsen, actually. And their music is, like, happy. Uh, I, don't, I'm, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know how to describe their music, but they're pretty fresh from 2018. Um, yeah. I believe April 2018. Yeah, so Ironeers is a new band from Pilsen. They, I believe this was their first year at Rita Fest. And one thing about them is that they're very about goth or not post-punk, but it's like kind of like a emo goth. Some of their music is pretty like uh, like tempo, like up-tempo. But majority of them, they, they, they heavily rely into like the, the goth. So it's very like downward, heavy bass or just kind of like sad. I think that's happy music. It's ha- it is happy music. People think that sad music is sad music, but sad music yeah. is happy music because right. if you guys learn through the cycle of life, you can't always be happy, you can't always be sad, but if you have sadness, what comes next? Happiness. happiness. Yeah. For sure. Sa- same thing. Yeah, for sure. Same thing like the weather in Rio Fest. We, we had rain, but afterwards there were some beautiful rainbows and some beautiful skies and the sun was out and we had a good time. So we're going to get started with Iron Ears and we'll be right back. Lo que yo estoy viendo es que ya hay más chavos latinos tocando música. Cuando yo empezaba en esto éramos muy pocos. Uh, siempre en el barrio casi todo el mundo se dedicaba a ser DJ, que no tiene nada de mal, yo también lo he hecho y lo sigo haciendo. Pero en lo personal me gusta ver que chavos y chavas empiezan a, a tocar music, música y, y empiezan a darle este, al ruido que hace 10, 15 años que conocíamos unas 5 o 6 personas que tocaban en grupos. Y eso es lo que yo veo en lo personal, que gente del barrio y, y chavos, chavas latinas uh, se están formando y están tocando grupos. Y aunque no sea el género que me gusta a mí, pero me gusta ver este, gente joven inspirada y, y tocando música en vivo. So that was Irene Years. And also we got the chance to see at the Press 10 Kelroy. And they've been musicians for over 20 years. But I believe as Kelroy, they've been together for 10 years and it was their second time playing at Ruido. So that's awesome. Like, always good to see some artists come back. Says a lot. And yeah, let's go ahead and listen to their 
their panel. Hello, my name is Jerry, part of Yolakali. Uh, my What's question up? to you guys is, um, uh, today is a this is a fifth year anniversary of VidaFest. How does it feel knowing that you guys are connecting with your fans? And on a historic moment for, for this festival as well and being here to today. Hi, well, I mean, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty special because uh, it's our second time playing RiddleFest. Uh, we played 2016. And um, being in a new location in Union Park, you know, out, outside of Pilsen, it's, uh, it's a pretty big deal because, you know, it's, it's, more in, uh, it's more in people's, you know, sights now, you know, like you hear it in the radio a lot more than in the past four years, you know, like everybody's announcing RiddleFest. Uh, you know, you see it just um, publicated everywhere. So, you know, and then, and then the bands that, that are here as well, you know, like Los Tigres del Norte is such a huge thing, especially since they collaborate, you know, with musicians like Zach de la Rocha and, you know, like their, their MTV Unplugged album. So that question was, was really good because they do those type of collab collaborations. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're, we're very grateful and excited, you know, that we got an opportunity to play here uh, again, so we appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. So that was Kelroy. Um, but yeah, let's um, go ahead and also talk about the other women, right? How we mentioned uh, Silvina Moreno. So she, Silvina Moreno is actually, she, I think, I believe she's 31 years old, which is pretty cool. She's a, mus a musician, composer, a singer, and she's from Argentina. And I think that her music is like a, a combination of like pop alternative a little bit yeah she she was amazing too like i think it, it was important to ask the question that i asked her i let's go ahead and listen to that hi my name is gloria from yolo kali what's up radio um my question to you is um so mental health is a reoccurring topic in my community and as an artist what positivity do you focus on when in doubt of yourself or your craft to take care of your mental health uh, it's a great question i think i've never been asked that question <laughs> And it's fundamental. Um, so our, what we do as artists can be very emotionally eh, crazy. It could be draining. And sometimes it can go up, it can go down. So I've been checking myself not to derail and not to fall into um, temptations like, uh, I don't know, I don't like nightlife or I don't drink too much. I, it's because I, I like taking care of my, my, my mind and my body, and it's important because touring is not easy. You don't sleep much. Uh, you need to concentrate on your job. It's not like the 90s or the 80s. Like Rock starts today have so much to do <laughs> to, to be able to, to break through and to, to keep doing it. It's not like how it used to be. So I, I think mental health is so important. and. The people who really, really bring me down to earth are my family. They have, I just opened for Ed Sheeran in February, and my mom the next day said, who is that redhead that you were with in a picture? <laughs> she didn't know who Ed Sheeran was. I thought that was so healthy for my mind and for my ego to sit down with my family and have lunch and have them not, have, they don't care that I sing, they don't care that I'm on stage. It's not that they don't care, but they, they bring me down, like. You're just uh, like one of us. You're a human being, and you have other aspects of your life. You know, your music is not all your life. You have other aspects that are important. So thank you for that question. It's important. Yeah, thank you.
so that was Silvina Moreno. But yeah, like I mentioned that I think it's important to check on people on their mental health, especially artists. I wonder how they deal with so much energy like being around crowds and fans and press, you know. And it's crazy like some of them are like super blown out that like it they can't even walk outside like without having like security or without having to like just be out free. So I think it was really important and I like how she said that like it brings down like her ego a little bit and it's important to recognize that too like you don't want to like think that you're the top of the top because you you know you're doing it. I mean it's good that you know you're doing it but also remember your roots and you know where you come from. Being humble. Yeah, for sure. So up next we actually have a song by Silvina Moreno called La Despedida and we're going to take a listen. This is Silvina Moreno from Argentina, and you're listening to What's Up on 105.5 Lumpen Radio. Yay! <laughs> Silvina Moreno. I hope you guys enjoyed her song. And up next, we have a panel of this artist, Dorian. Well, it's it's a band, actually. We got to talk to Mark from Dorian. He's a guitar player from the band. And they started, Dorian started in the early 2000s, I, I believe, maybe 2002 or 2004. They're from Spain. And their their music is like new wave electronic type of indie you know, I really liked his outfit. I want to say that he was just kind of like wearing all black clothes, but like he looked really like cool. He kind of reminded me of um, I don't want to say Neo from Matrix, but he did have like the whole outfit of like just black and then like a long like a dress shirt or jacket and then like his black pants. I so was he, just about to say that. Yeah, he kind of gave me like a Neo vibe, um, but he, he was a really uh, down to earth guy. Um, very honest, very humble, um, pretty, I guess, timid, quiet. Uh, that's one That's one thing uh, I kind of liked about the artist, uh, going back to Sirena Moreno, how um, how she said how it brings her back down to earth, like the honesty from like her family and how like they didn't know who Ed Sheeran was, but even then, like that, it's healthy for her in her mind. So that's one thing that really captured the essence from, that I captured the essence of artists at Rila Fest was that they're just people that's how they are you know like like the press um at the press like yeah people were asking they were asking questions like oh how does it feel to be famous how does it feel to be you know known or how does it feel to be signed but these these people they don't i'm not saying they don't care about that stuff but they're just people and they're they're people like they have a day-to-day life yeah you know that's just their job and it just happens to be that where they express emotions or feelings or what's going on in around their world you know so, so that's one thing that Rita Fest, I really, I really like that the artists themselves, they're just very down to earth. They're just there for, for, you know, making, making good music and then showing it to the fans and just having a good time. Yeah, for sure. I think that's one of the reasons why some of the questions that we asked, it were, I wanted to like pull away a little bit from asking just like music related questions, because like, I don't, I don't just want to know the music side of someone. Like if you're this successful, I want to know about you too, like. 
you know and how are you feeling and also there was some of the artists were walking around the fest too like after their sets or before or after press and then i thought that was awesome like we bumped into gold fires and um what set was it hombres eh? yeah it was on friday and they were just doing like a little snake right in the crowd yeah they were doing like a kind of like a conga line or snake yeah they were just basically it was just the gold fires they started this line and they were going all over the like all over the where hombre said were performing like, yeah it was like big, yeah. all over the crowd and that yeah. was so amazing like i realized what happened like a minute after they left i'm like oh man like me and jerry thought like we should have just gone with them like you know tag along but i thought that was awesome they were super like down to earth and they looked like they were having a lot of fun too so like and they they're so young too so like i don't know to me like i thought about it like the beauty of like being like young and free and that's what they were doing so that that was pretty cool yeah so as uh as the artists were coming by in the panel um we also were able to uh to talk to tomasa de real and ask her a question um tomasa de real she's i believe she's from chile is she yeah she is um, and she does a genre of music of uh neo perreo so um yeah well actually um did we listen to the panel of dorian yes we did yeah okay well that was cool um but yeah domasa del real she she was interesting um she had a really nice outfit her boots were humongous like i was wondering how she walks with them yeah her and her click they were just like blinged out they had nice like a um i um i forgot his name but uh uh she uh, he's basically her hype man but he had like a whole jumpsuit with like chain and everything so it was pretty cool yeah and she was with um two other members of her i believe like collective yeah um she basically baptized the the genre of neo perreo mm -hmm. yeah. so we can go ahead and listen to that ah, eh, bueno soy tomás del real soy de iquique el norte de chile y soy una de las exponentes más importantes del neo perreo. El nuevo es un subgénero del reggaetón, eh, pero un poco más alternativo. Eso. Eh, para poder referirme a mi música eh, más simple, que sentía un poco una apropiación cultural, decir que yo estaba haciendo reggaetón porque en verdad las letras no eran de reggaetón y los ritmos eran más electrónicos y con influencias más globales que desde donde es el reggaetón que es Puerto Rico entonces para ser un poco más re respetuosa con el término en una entrevista digo bueno mi música no, no sé si es reggaetón pero es perreo y no es el clásico es nuevo entonces ahí nace el término neo perreo que, que empecé a usar yo para describir mi música y de ahí otros artistas como el James empezaron a ocupar el mismo término y nos dimos cuenta que estábamos haciendo el mismo tipo de música y nos empezamos a unir y el día de hoy Neo Perreo somos como 50 artistas que hacemos este género alrededor del mundo. Hello, so that was um that was Tomasa de Real and so we had a little technical difficulties and we're now going to play Dor uh, Dorian. Um, Dorian. Yeah, Dorian. Okay, we'll be right back. Okay, Dorian is a is a band that uh, was formed in, in Barcelona uh, during the notice and it's a band born uh, um from the electronic club scene of Barcelona and the indie scene of our city. As, every, as many people know, we've, we have uh, great festivals in our city like Primavera Sound or Sonar, which are worldwide famous. Um, from all these 
indie and electronic scene comes Dorian sound. We, we do have influences of bands like Soda Stereo or The Cure, for example, that we modernize with a proper and quite particular sound. And we, uh, we sing in Spanish since the beginning because we really like to pay attention of uh, the lyrics. And uh, as Spanish is our tongue language, that's, that's what we started, like, uh, really attached to our roots in Barcelona. Uh, we have five albums. The last one, Justicia Universal, has been released finally here in the USA. ¿Cuál es una cosa que quisieras que tus fans y seguidores recuerden de ti, ya sea como persona o como artista? Bueno, esta pregunta no es fácil. <laughs> pues un poquito la línea que venía diciendo. Me gustaría que nos recordaran, que nos recordaran como una banda íntegra que, que digamos que mostró otro, otro camino profesional por el que se puede transitar en la, en la industria de la música. Creo que, bueno, yo, hay bandas como, como Sonic Youth o, por ejemplo, um, Husker Du, que para mí fueron también faros en su momento, fueron bandas que me mostraron cuando yo era adolescente que se podían hacer las cosas de otra manera en la industria de la música. Me gustaría, de alguna manera, servir de ejemplo con nuestra banda a otros que vengan detrás. And that was Dorian. Um, we also got to talk to Malafacha. They're from Chicago, actually, and they've played at Villa Palooza previously, I believe, um, twice. And their music is like ska, reggae, um, Latin rhythms. They're pretty amazing. So let's go ahead and listen to their panel. Mi pregunta para ustedes es cómo encuentran el equilibrio entre sus vidas personales y la continuación de su banda y su música. Es muy difícil porque varios de nosotros, aparte de ser músicos y trabajadores como todos, como todos aquí, pues unos somos también padres de familia. Entonces, pues es difícil encontrar ese balance entre dividir tu tiempo con tu familia, en tu trabajo, después a la música, un poco agotador, pero eso es lo que nos ha ayudado, esa dedicación de que a veces hasta altas horas de la noche andamos ahí ensayando y nos andamos desvelando para el otro día de trabajo, pero eso es lo que nos ha mantenido firmes y fuertes, siempre buscar ese tiempo para poder ensayar y seguir evolucionando en la música. And that was Malafacha. Now, um, also, another one that I was really excited to meet in person was um, Gran Silencio. Their, their music is like a variety of blends, like from rock to reggae, cumbia, um, yeah, and I asked a really interesting question, so um, it's basically about the return of vinyls. Hola, soy Gloria de Yo Local Media. Y hablando de nuevas tecnologías, el regreso del vinilo es importante para ustedes? Sí, pues importante, pero también está muy caro. Estamos comprando, estamos comprando discos que ya teníamos en vinil bastante caros. Y este, pero bueno, este, nosotros al momento no hemos, no hemos sacado nada en vinil pero sí hemos estado consumiendo y este y si sí hay unos demasiado caros no entonces sí, este verdad. espero que, que que bajen de precio pronto porque todavía me faltan bastantes para mi colección y aparte también este es una forma de reciclar por ejemplo todas las llantas de los carros todo lo que son las gomas se puede hacer viniles con ese, con ese material entonces es muy buena idea regresar al vinil y empezar a reciclar tanta neumático y hacerlo goma para para viniles Sería mucho mejor que estar 
viviendo con los MP3 y el WAP y el AIF que son, que no los vemos, que, que, los, que no existen en realidad. Estamos esperando que, que la EMI <ríe> saque los discos que grabamos con ellos para que se, se sigan engordando su cartera este, <ríe> sí. con nuestras canciones. Y el, y el primer disco, el Dofos, también. Esperemos sí, porque no creo que nos vayan a pagar los desgraciados. En la voz del gran silencio. And we are proud to finish our first hour of Rido Fest. This is our 11th season. And do you guys have anything to say about Rido Fest for finishing up? Any comments? Let's get the second hour started. Let's get the second hour started. All right, we'll be right back. Hello, it's me. I haven't heard from you in a while. I hope it's because you're listening and enjoying our amazing, outstanding, terrific, wonderful, inspiring, delightful, funny, breathtaking, amazing, astonishing, highly amazing production. If not, you should listen to our radio show, What's Up, again. In the meantime, we'll be working on the next one here in Lumpin' Radio. So stay tuned to our next amazing, outstanding, terrific, wonderful, inspiring, delightful, funny, breathtaking, astonishing, highly amazing broadcast. I hope that you are informed about the awesome parts of life and that you will have a splendid day. Don't forget to listen to us on SoundCloud at Yolokali, on social media like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Tumblr at Yolokali, or visit at yolokaliartsreach.org for more. We are the robots. We are the robots.